Welcome to Soul Driven, a podcast dedicated to exploring the intersection of living a soulful and spiritual life in a driven and ambitious world. Join me for life inspiration, practical how-tos, and interviews with people who are successfully living a soul-driven life. My name is Anna Hendricks, and I am your host. Thank you for being here. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode number 10. I'm going to take a moment to just celebrate the fact that we're in double digits now. (laughs) My name is Anna Hendricks, and this week we are talking about how now is the time to buckle in. This message is so important, and if you can hear the seriousness of my voice, it's because I really feel led to share to share it with you. Little bits and pieces of it have been coming to me over the past few weeks, but last week it landed firmly in my lap. I come to you today with a sense of urgency and a sense of what is on the way, a very long road ahead. I'm not here to scare you. I want to empower you to emerge victorious from this pandemic, but you'll need to do the work. I'm not offering a quick fix and this won't be a cheerleading episode. Today we'll be discussing two components in relation to buckling in, the decision you'll make on the front end and then what you'll do from there. This does not negate what we are going through as a collective. We are grieving our old lives knowing they'll never be the same. We're exhausted because the adrenaline we've been living with is wearing off. And we've now had to realize that we've lost total control. We're going through tough times and things are starting to sink in. We're getting so restless. And in so many ways, this has just begun. As Brene Brown said in an episode I listened to, we've got to create a new normal for ourselves. But first, there's a decision to be made. A little background on how I've been doing. Honestly, my life hasn't changed much. I work from home. My my boyfriend works in a bank. So Monday through Friday, he goes to the bank. I go to work. We haven't been stuck with each other. We see each other on the weekends like normal. And because we're pretty low-key, the lack of socialization hasn't been a dramatic change. Until last week, I was shielding myself pretty well. Like, I don't watch the news. I only read it from like one or two sources that I really trust. And I was doing great at sticking to my daily routines. I was even limiting my time on social media. My phone actually said that it, like my percentage was down 19%, which for a marketer is pretty amazing. But as an empath, I can't downplay the huge energetic push and pull I felt from the collective and the effects of the planets, which are also going crazy. And then this week, I hit total exhaustion. But overall, life has generally felt the same, except for those moments when I realize it's not. You know what I'm talking about. It's like waking up in the middle of the night and you can't breathe and you're gasping for air. That's what it feels like every time it hits me. I'll be going along about my day like it's normal. And then I realize, I 
can't meet so-and-so for dinner. I can't just go to the store. I can't do this. I can't do that. If I was truthful, I would say that I've just been biding my time, staying neutral, sort of pretending not to notice what's going on and hoping that it would all just go away soon enough. But early last week, I realized that it's not going away for a long time and that the worst of it hasn't even hit. And by the worst, I'm not only referring to the amount of people who will contract this virus, but more so the waiting game. I mean, sure, we can sit tight for a week or two, but we're all starting to hit that breaking point. Parents are going crazy. Single folks are really struggling. I mean, we're social people. We're not meant for isolation. And then the next thing I realized was this. It's time to make a decision to set my mind about how I'm going to deal with what's ahead with the never-ending timeline, with the fear, with the future. I realize it's time to buckle in because there's only one outcome. I can either come out of this the same, worse, or better. The choice is mine, but I need to choose and I need to choose soon. Why? Let me give you an example. A few years ago, I decided to run a half marathon. I had never done anything like that before. So I decided from the onset that success to me would look like finishing the race without walking, regardless of how long it took me. So on race day, it was easy. I knew exactly what I needed to do and I did it. But if I had waited until race day when I was in a completely new place and totally surrounded by all of that energy from the runners, I wouldn't have been able to make a decision at that point. It would have been too late. And that's not to say that I wouldn't have finished, but it is to say that I wouldn't have had the focus during my training and I definitely wouldn't have enjoyed that race as much as I did. It was all because I chose ahead of time how I wanted to finish. And this is what I bring to you. I know everything is hard right now, but I also know the hardest parts haven't even begun yet. The tidal wave is pulling back on waters, which means that now is the time to make a decision. Now is the time to decide how you will emerge from this pandemic. Because if you don't make that decision now, it will be infinitely harder once the wave hits, much less in the aftermath. I was listening to a wonderful teaching by Edgar Tolle, and he illustrated this point so well with a parable from the Bible when Jesus talks about the house built on a rock versus the one built on sand. The house built on a rock could withstand the storm, but the house built on sand washed away in the storm. Without a strong foundation, this storm will wash us away. One of my favorite quotes from that teaching, which I'll be sure to put in the show notes, is, adversity is a wonderful opportunity because it forces you to go deeper, to awaken to the deeper person that you are. And there is deeper meaning for us here. These are unprecedented times but they are also a time of great awakening on a personal 
and collective level. Who will you become in the midst of this adversity? Is it possible for you to view this pandemic as, a, as an opportunity, as a pathway to redirect, to catch up, to start over? Can you step back from the fear and scarcity and see the magnificence of everything that is happening right now? We are being given a gift. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's taking lives, but it's leveling social systems. It's healing our planet. It's showing us the holes and cracks in our lives and in our political and healthcare systems. It's making us face our deep insides. You know, those ones we prefer to avoid or fill with appointments and social outings and all kinds of numbing agents. This time is a gift. This adversity is a gift. How will you emerge from it? Another awesome quote from the Tolle video. When the ego weeps for what is lost, the spirits rejoice for what is found. Look, I get it. (laughs) You're probably thinking, what is there to rejoice in right now? I've lost control of my world. The normal I once knew may never return. I'm concerned about paying the bills or feeding my family. I get it. I'm in the same boat. I don't have all the answers, but I do know that it starts with taking personal responsibility for our role in this situation. It starts with making a decision about how we will emerge. And that does not, does not, does not mean we won't fall apart in the meantime. That is okay. That is human. That is A, all right. It doesn't mean there won't be tough days, awful days, tragic days. But in the midst of those days, when we can find the strength, we can lean back on the decision we made and start taking action on it. So first, you have to decide, how will you come out of this? How will you emerge? Speak it out loud. Write it down. Put it up. In fact, I suggest putting it all over your house where you will see it and continually be reminded of what you decided to do. Tell your family and friends. The next part is taking action. Once the decision is made, there's enormous opportunity here. How do you want to be better? How can you grow or heal? What can you do within your business to elevate it at this time if you're a business owner? There's so many questions, so many opportunities. And when it comes to the specifics of taking action, this is going to be a very personal choice. But I wanted to share some ideas with you, things that I'm doing in my own life and some examples of what I've seen other folks doing that I really admire. You know me, I'm a big person about practicality. (laughs) So these are meant to inspire you and get your own brain thinking. Number one, educate yourself. Education is power, but it doesn't all have to be serious. And if anything, I suggest geeking out on something you love. What have you been wanting to learn? Do you want to strengthen your professional skills? Have you been craving more creativity in your life? Learn something new. A few examples 
A friend of mine is learning how to play the ukulele, much to the um, uh, grief or dislike of her dog. (laughs) Another is taking classes to help him transition into a new industry once he goes back to work. I am personally getting my crystal healing certification, learning more about tarot and having, you know, just really working on this podcast. And there's some really great sites out there that I recommend. I will definitely put links in the show notes. These sites offer a wide, wide range of learnings and disciplines and all kinds of things that you can just really jump in and geek out for very affordable prices. Skillshare, lynda.com, which is now owned by LinkedIn, Udemy courses. And then if there's something really specific, I would suggest looking into the folks who are well-known within that industry. A lot of people are offering workshops and trainings these days. In addition, there are quite a few universities who have free courses available. Number two, reimagine your professional life. If you could do anything, what would that be? For many, this virus is making us come to terms with the fact we aren't living with purpose or aligned with our passions. It's showing us that we've held jobs just to pay the rent or buy nice things. Why? (laughs) Because, definitely in America, we believe it's what we're supposed to do. And also, at the core of it, we don't believe in ourselves or the universe enough to believe our dreams are possible. But what if it was? For many, this call to head into another direction has been ringing for ears, but it's gone ignored. But now is the time to do something about it. Take the time to reconnect with the dreams that you've had, the things you love to do as a kid, what you can lose hours doing. Could you be wild enough to reconsider that those dreams are possible? And do you have anything to lose by doing so? My stepfather always said that the most dangerous man is the one with nothing to lose. And as someone who's been at that bottom, I can tell you, it's a very hard, but also extremely powerful place to be. A few examples. A marketing friend lost over 72% of his business, but he reconnected with his dream to build a sports entertainment platform and is hard at work building out that foundation. It's always been something he's wanted to do, but he's never allocated time for it. Another friend, she's an artist who started a nonprofit for artists over 10 years ago, but they have barely gotten by each year. It has minimized her studio time and kept her from doing what she loves the most, which is teaching. Unfortunately, this pandemic was the final blow and they're going to have to declare bankruptcy. But in the midst of this, she's reconnected with her dream of living a life where she can teach and spend hours in her studio without the weight of this nonprofit hanging over her head. And although she's going through a really rough time, her soul already feels lighter. Number three, heal. This may sound crazy, but while this virus plunders, It's also a great time of healing. We can see that illustrated in how the skies have cleared over polluted cities 
and how animals are appearing once again. This is a time to go deep, to reconsider how you've been managing your life up to this point, a time to consider if the decisions you've been making have been the best. Do you take care of your body, your mental state? Are you with the right person? Do you spend time with the right people? If not, this is the time to consider these things and start taking small steps to turn them around. Connect with a therapist or counselor. Consider energy healing, which can be done over the phone and is a lot of fun. (laughs) Spend time nurturing what feels broken. It's been so interesting to see that while some folks are headed for divorce, others are falling in love with their spouse all over again because they're spending time together. For me personally, I have been learning so much about my preoccupation with numbing out. It's kind of embarrassing and pretty unreal. Work is definitely my drug of choice, followed up by lots of screen time. (laughs) And it was very surprising to realize that even my love for continued learning was also a way I've been numbing out. And finally, number four, develop or strengthen your spiritual practice. Just like Tole shared, a house built on sand can't can't withstand the storms of life. And this pandemic is just one of them. As an adult, you know this. And if you aren't an adult, you've seen this. Does every storm blow you all over the place? Are you constantly rebuilding? A spiritual practice is the single most powerful thing that you can incorporate into your life, regardless of your decision. It doesn't cost money. It doesn't matter what you believe. There's no wrong decision here. It's just an incredible choice that will impact you for the rest of your life. Pray, journal, meditate, make spirituality the cornerstone of your life. If you're new to spirituality, Check out a couple of different avenues that have caught your attention. Connect with folks involved in them and ask questions. Just see where your heart takes you. For me, if love is at the bottom, then I know I'm in the right place. And if you already have a strong spiritual practice or one at all, consider where it can grow or maybe where it needs to be pruned. The bottom line is, You can stay locked in fear and anxiety and unable to gauge what's ahead, or you can take control and harness it for your betterment. It's not going to be easy, folks, but I believe you can do it. And I'll be doing it right along with you. Be the light for those in your life. Inspire with your actions and your mindset, your kindness and your compassion. Have patience with those around you. We are all truly doing the best we can and everyone is handling this in different ways. And I know we will get through this together. Now I want to know, what will you do to emerge victorious? Find me on Instagram at Anna Hendricks and share on today's Instagram post or use the hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> Soul Driven Podcast, or send me an email at the address provided in the show notes. 
If today's message resonated with you, please leave me an iTunes review and share this episode with those you love. Don't forget to sign up for the email list. Worksheets and other helpful tools will only be shared with that community. All links from today's episode can be found in the show notes. Be well, stay safe, wash your hands. See you soon. Talk to you soon.